Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And we are halfway through March, which means we're halfway through Women's History Month, which also means, Caroline, that for the purposes of this podcast, we're halfway through Changemakers. That's right. This has been an incredible series that I've personally been enjoying, and I think a lot of our listeners have been enjoying, too. We've talked a lot about motivation and changing the world, and today will be no different. Yeah, so this whole Changemaker series that we've been airing as bonus episodes every Friday in March all relates back to the women that we're talking to today, because as we've talked about in previous intros to our Changemakers episodes, the first one with uh, domestic worker organizer Ai-jen Poo, and then uh, with soccer superstar Abby Wambach. We've talked about how this whole thing was inspired by going to a women's empowerment conference hosted by Makers, which is an AOL platform and is the largest video archive of women's stories. And while we've also noted that Gloria Steinem is kind of the godmother and the the central inspiration, but it was really this filmmaker, Dylan McGee, who made the whole thing happen. Right. And so today we're talking with Dylan and also her creative director partner, Sammy Leibovitz, about the importance of telling women's stories, why this storytelling is critical really to our girls, but to all of us at large. So for that reason, today's theme is see it to be it. And I love it because it's something that has resonated throughout so many Stuff Mom Never Told You episodes, particularly talking about uh, women in underrepresented fields like the STEM fields, where visibility matters so much to be able to see people who look like you doing incredible things, whether they are publicly recognized or not. Yeah, we've so much of our research has shown uh, over the course of doing the podcast that once you introduce the idea, whether it's being an artist or an astronaut to girls, that helps them so much to envision themselves in those roles or even bigger, better roles that they might not have even thought about before. Like being an Art astronaut. Right. An artist astronaut. Yes. 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 Painting in space. That's my dream. Yeah. Even though it I'm is, scared of heights. So no, it is it now because I'd never thought of it before. And now that you're telling me the story, I have to be it. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Well, I feel like Makers is really providing a needed resource in terms of this visibility because, you know, as we've talked about many times, it's a docu-series essentially which is showcasing the trailblazing biographies of, as of this recording, like more than 200 incredible women from all sorts of backgrounds, doing all sorts of things. Um, and they've done series focused on women in comedy, Hollywood, space, Caroline. Space. There you go. Yeah, astronauts. <laughs> but also women in war, business, politics. They've even expanded to uh, Canada and to China, um, and for a real big dose of makers, there was an entire six-part series that aired on PBS, which is fantastic if you haven't seen it. 
Yeah, and Makers, this magical, wonderful, inspirational series, is the brainchild of filmmaker Dylan McGee. She's an Emmy Award-winning executive producer at Coonhart McGee Productions, and her creative partner, Samantha Leibovitz, who runs Makers as the senior producer and creative director. And I have to tell you... um, I kind of want, I know she's a busy lady, but like, I kind of want Dylan around me all the time because her enthusiasm and her passion are both so infectious. This is a woman who just has this incredible vision and, and knack for telling women's stories. Yeah. And so we sat down with Dylan and Sammy at the Makers Conference, and the first thing we wanted to know was, A, what they did, but more importantly, why? So let's hear from Dylan McGee and Sammy Leibowitz. I'm Dylan McGee. I'm the founder and executive producer of Makers, and I have a mission to capture every woman's story because there's a void and there aren't enough stories, and we need to fill it. I am Smith Leibowitz. I run Makers for AOL, Vice President Creative Director, and Piggybacking on Dylan's mission, I want to spread those stories to girls in every single corner of the world. And telling these stories sort of fits in with what Dylan said was a moment for women. She says, maybe it's just my own personal awakening, but there is something in the air these days, a new focus on women's issues. There seems to be a movement brewing, and I hope that Makers plays an important role in it. And if we look at the background of how Makers even happened though, it, I, I think corroborates what McGee is saying in terms of something being in the air. So it started way back when in, in 2005, the olden days, um, when McGee wanted to make a documentary on Gloria Steinem, which is a fantastic idea. Of course, mm-hmm. of course you would want to do that. And Glow said no. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't interested. She uh, told Dylan McGee to broaden her scope and include more women's voices, more women who are out there doing incredible things for the movement. And, you know, McGee said that she thought, well, surely this has been done. Like, I'm disappointed. Gloria won't sit down and do this big documentary with me. Um, like, surely other people have done some sort of series on women's voices. No, no, they hadn't. And one thing that she said in uh, an interview with her that is on Makers.com was how private a lot of these stories are. So she said, quote, as filmmakers, the thing we found most surprising and intriguing about this story is that it's so vast and also so private because it includes not only the story of feminism and the political change taking place for women over the past 50 years, but also the personal stories happening behind the scenes of women fighting for equality in the workplace and at home. And I'll tell you, Caroline, reading that quote, it reminds me of so many of the stuff mom never told you letters that we get. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole other piece of this entire show, not just this mini series, but this whole sminty universe where you and I talk about a lot of these front facing issues and the political changes that are still happening for women. Mm -hmm. And then we hear from men and women alike about how that personally affects them. And so often, I mean, those stories are so private. We don't Mm -hmm. talk about them very often. Yeah. And it's not only those private stories, things that are going on behind the scenes, how these big, either global national issues are affecting people's lives on a small scale. But it's also that sort of 
pulling back the curtain on how people got where they are. You know, Kristen and I, we, we try to tell you how the heroines that we discuss in our, in our uh, podcast, how they got where they, where they're going, whether it's a mentor, whether it's just pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. And, um, I think Dylan and Sammy, too, are are trying to do that as well to showcase how these large issues are affecting people, but also just how they did it, how they succeeded. Well, and speaking of that, Caroline, we should back up for a minute and talk about how McGee got to where she is, because, you know, she spends so much time telling other people's stories in Mm -hmm. such beautiful and profound ways. But she has such an important story that we can learn from as well, because initially she wanted to be the next Katie Couric. The Today Show was all the rage, and she even landed an internship offer from them. But I think it was a producer at the Today Show suggested that she go to a smaller documentary firm so that she could get more experience, which is how she ended up at Coonhart. And she told Teen Vogue, I don't remember who this woman was, but she completely shaped my career. I went and interned and fell in love with documentary filmmaking, and I became an accidental filmmaker. For me, I started my career as an intern with a filmmaker named Peter Kuhnhart. And I mean, one of the things also you think about girls today is they think you have to know what you want to do. I was clueless. I said I just took the first job that came my way. I was like, okay, I'll intern for a documentary film company. And then I fell in love with it, and I just worked my way up. And it was, I think, honestly, I think it's passion that gets you further. Carla Harris today, when she was on the stage, I think it was very interesting what she said. It's not like you just have to be good at your job. You have to be good at your job and take it to the next level. And Dylan and Sammy both hope to use filmmaking and makers in particular to inspire that same kind of passion in younger female viewers. Again, this goes back to that unofficial makers motto of if you can see it, you can be it. It's that visibility factor that we also try to emphasize. I mean, if you just take it to the school level, when kids are learning school and I have an 11 year old and a 13 year old and I look at what they're learning and it's still the old classics, all the, you know, all the men. And I think we need to, it's the, it's the classic, you know, Gloria Sidon, Billie Jean King, so many of our makers have said, if she can see it, she can be it. So we have to flood the marketplace with these stories so girls know that they can do it. Even though I think it feels more than 50 years ago, like women can do it, it's still until you have that image in your head and that, that if there's an unconscious bias, the girls, even though they feel empowered, don't know unless they see it. And in addition to educating ourselves about our heritage, I would say, as women and all of the trailblazing that women past and present have done and are continuing to do and the ways that we can learn from them, see it to be it, um, to achieve our own definitions of success. One thing that Dylan talked to Teen Vogue about a while back is also the importance of Young women or women of any age, anyone of any age, understanding how we really can, as she calls it, shape our own destiny. Um, she said that I think it's so hard for women, especially to understand that you're in control. There's a sense that you're waiting for the next thing to come along, but you can shape your destiny. You can make things happen. You're in control of change. 
Yeah, you're in control of change and there's really nothing too small on that path to making things happen. You know, it's it's really tempting to assume that we can never achieve these large goals of being astronaut artists, for instance. Oh, it's not too big, Caroline. Right. Because I mean, well, the suit's awfully big. Well, yeah. Yeah. You got to make room for all your paints, all my paints. Yeah, and it's and it's easy to assume that that we we just can't make it there. That's a great goal. It's a great dream. But, you know, I'm my station in life feels too small. My skill set feels too small. Or maybe we just feel like we're spinning our wheels and we haven't made enough personal progress. We hear all of these trailblazers amazing achievements, whether it's in makers or whether it's in those bio episodes that Kristen and I do. But it's important to hear, like we said, all of those little incremental steps and stumbles and victories that women experience along the way. And so showing those paths is really part of what Makers does so well. And it's reflected in how both Dylan and Sammy discuss the shared passions of the women that they profile. I I think one of the things that if you look at all of our Makers, what they all have in common is they were good at something. And they were encouraged to do it, and they stuck with it no matter what. So it's if you have a passion, it's following that passion through. Well, I was going to add to that that there's also nothing too small. Right? I was just talking actually with Megan Smith backstage about how last night she's with a casting director who does something as simple as now she like instead of writing oh background audience she writes make half that audience female. Like don't have a subway car shown with just white males. And actually just like literally write that in the script. And things like that to from what we heard on the stage yesterday of don't have a stack of resumes there and if there's no female candidate there, don't look, demand that there is one. There's no nothing too small that will help impact change that way. Mm-hmm. That's the theme of our conference too. And what Sammy says about nothing being too small to help impact change applies to us too. It applies to anyone listening to this podcast right now, because there is such an importance of not belittling the personal and social change that we can all make ourselves. Because, I mean, (laughs) it is intimidating to have a goal of like, I want to make history. I want to achieve gender equality and everything will be great for everyone. Yeah, that, that feels lofty. But there are things that we can do every day to just live out what we do want to see. It's like the next step beyond see it to be it. <laughs> so it's funny. We call it on our team, the chair movers. I love that. Like there's no task too small mentality. And I think that's really important, especially when you look at what you read about the millennial generation. How can we prove that wrong? How can we be like, oh, I'm in this room and like every single body in this room is here for a reason. You'd be a chair mover, like move the chair. if A chair needs to be moved um, and nothing is beneath you that way. And I think that's a great way to people respect that and people recognize that. Um, and I think that I've seen a lot of people go far with that mentality. And so, I mean, talking about going far by starting small, I mean, once you get on that path, what do you do? How do you stick with it? How do you stay motivated? Yeah, we definitely wanted to ask uh, Dylan and Sammy about this because, I mean, remember, this started with an idea in 2005 that is completely and totally different from the outcome. Now, there is a Gloria documentary that Dylan was finally able to produce. It's on HBO called uh, Gloria Steinem in her own words. And I highly recommend you watch it because it's fantastic. But they 
have built this massive archive. They're still building this archive. Uh, they're constantly on the road going out to interview women and collect their stories and produce them. And then, of course, hosting this massive female empowerment conference that Caroline and I have been fortunate enough to attend. So for these women who seem to n- never, ever stop, how, how do you keep that up? How do you keep that that pace up? It's a great question to ask in day two of a conference, too. <laughs> <laughs> Should I ask I mean, you a couple of yeah. <laughs> For me, I have an amazing husband and an amazing two kids, and my secret to success is I've learned the word no. Mm, I've that's a good one. to prioritize, and I used to be a yes woman, which I think was great. There's a time in your life when saying yes to every opportunity is what you should do. And then I think you reach a point where you have to say yes and no. See, and I'm in a different life situation than Dylan right now. I have a fiance and we both, you know, work pretty demanding 24-hour jobs. And so we've talked a lot about like work-life balance. I don't love the idea of using the words work-life balance, but I do think there's like creative time and like that's really important. I think that in order for people like us to keep going with what we're doing, you have to give your you have to take a step back. A, appreciate like what you have been doing and think about what it is next and like, give yourself that time alone to actually have that creative thinking. It's easier to have been done, but making that happen. And I think that's all fabulous advice. And um, in talking with Teen Vogue, Dylan also had a little bit of advice for her younger self, which we always love advice that really successful, amazing women would give to their younger selves. It's like almost getting a peek inside some genius's brain. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just advice directed at me, right? you know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's me. Perfect. I'm not 12, but I really appreciate this advice. (laughs) And uh, Dylan told Teen Vogue that she would tell herself, relax. You have to enjoy what you're doing and not be so afraid. When I was starting off in my career, it was during the Internet boom. People my age were millionaires. And here I was, this poorly paid documentary associate producer, thinking I wasn't successful enough instead of just enjoying that I was doing incredible work. She goes on to say, Don't judge yourself by your peers. Judge yourself by yourself and your own happiness. Oh, and that's such a great way of explaining how we all start where we're at. And that's totally okay. You know, because the more we compare ourselves to other people, of course, the more frustrated we'll be because we're always going to find someone who is richer, Mm -hmm. prettier, smarter and more successful than we are. And Caroline, I'm looking at her right now. (laughs) Gosh darn it. Well, I, well, I should probably take off the astronaut suit. It is pretty glamorous. Yeah. I mean, it's real, there's shiny bits to it. I can see how it's intimidating, but no, I, I like the idea of paying more heed to finding your center, finding what you're good at, what makes you happy, because you're never going to be as happy and successful doing what you think you should be doing or doing what other people tell you you should be doing as you would be if you were just following your passion, following what is your natural skill set. And if you do catch yourself doing the negative comparison of looking for someone to kind of make you feel better, judging other people's choices and decisions, that's a good time to recall Amy Poehler's motto, which we have adopted and repeated so many times now on stuff I've never told you, which is good for her, not for me. Yeah. Essentially, you do you, I feel like, is is the takeaway. Yeah, you do you, but also cheer on the people around you. Absolutely. Well, and I feel massively cheered on by, you know, talking to these literal change makers doing so much work, both in the environments 
and communities around them, but also at large. I mean, we've talked to Abby Wambach, who has like the entire world as her platform. Mm-hmm. And of course, workers advocate Ai Jen Poo, who just seems like she's going to save the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And paying attention to dignifying the kind of work that's so often overlooked mm-hmm. in the same way that Dylan and Sammy are doing this important work of telling the stories that have been historically overlooked yeah. and encouraging women to speak out. So we hope you do speak out. Yeah. And we hope that this mini series has been inspiring and empowering for you to start on your path to change making as well. So with that, listeners, we want to hear from you. What's on your minds? Momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com is our email address. You can also tweet us at MomStuffPodcast or message us on Facebook. And as always, if you want to learn more about us, you can find all of our blogs, videos, and podcasts over at StuffMomNeverToldYou.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 